Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. Today's guest is a children's author, and not only is she a children's author, but she writes about, you guessed it, dogs. Her stories are sweet, funny, <laughs> the dogs have a lot of personality. The one that caught my eye and that helped me get interested in talking to Lisa is Aqua Dog. It's about a border collie, and I could connect with this because my own Flynn, a border collie, loves to swim, which I didn't really think they were into. But this dog doesn't do the other job that he's been hired to do, if you will. And I won't spoil it for you, but I do want you to know that I have a signed copy in my hands at this very moment that you can win. All that you have to do is take a screenshot of this podcast, episode 26, and tag me on Facebook or Instagram, and you'll be entered into the drawing to win this. Just remember to put that at symbol, dogs are the best friends. On Instagram, it's dogs are the best friends with C-O-M at the end, and you'll see the picture of Flynn and I. And that's it. It's that simple. And this is only for people in the United States. Many thanks to Lisa Vanderweelen, who is the author and my guest today, for sending this all the way from Australia. So enjoy her interview and don't forget to enter. You and I are like kindred spirits. You love books, you write books, you work with small, you know, young children. So tell us a little bit about you and definitely about your dog. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here on this podcast. Um, I am a dog lover, have always been a dog lover. I was basically born into a family that loved dogs. So I've had a dog since the day I was born and I've never been without one. Oh, wow. I am a primary school teacher here in Perth, Western Australia, and I am a children's author. So I love writing about dogs. I love using dog characters in my story to portray a message. And I have a special little dog in my life. She's a toy poodle called Rosie. She's four. <laughs> and she just is an absolute delight and a very important member of our family. How did she come into your life? Not, like, how did you find her? We I actually contacted a breeder. So oh. uh, we previously had a poodle uh, before. We had a little white poodle and unfortunately she passed away when she was about 13. Oh, okay. And my eldest daughter missed her very much and we wanted to get another dog. But this time she wanted to get a different colour. So she really wanted this red colour they come in. So I contacted a breeder to see if they had any puppies available. And at the time they didn't, but I was put on the waiting list and then I got contacted when a litter became available. I wanted a female. And, yeah, so that's how she came into our lives. And really from the time we picked her up, she's just been absolutely adorable and a very <laughs> cherished member of our family. Yes. Yes. And that's amazing. So you literally grew up your whole life with dogs pretty much the majority of the time. So tell us about those dogs. Like, did you have all the way big to little or have you always had little dogs in your life? Okay. Yeah. Normally smaller dogs. My first dog was a Pembroke Corgi, actually a tricolor oh, nice. Corgi. Yeah. Like the Queen's dogs. Yes. Right. And she was a real character. Uh-huh. And then my next dog was a Jack Russell, actually, so full of energy, loved tennis balls. <laughs> and then my next dog was a poodle. And as they say, often once you've had a poodle, once you've had one, you never want another breed. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so I went for a poodle again. But my grandparents had poodles growing up, so I guess I have always 
had a love for them as a breed. Yeah. And I generally like smaller dogs, but really I like dogs of all sizes. So yeah. Nice. And I don't know if this is a, a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because why not? Right. Are toy poodles, are they quite smart? Cause they always talk about poodles being smart. And I think, I guess I envision the standard, that huge poodle that they have, but do you find that she's quite smart and picks up on things quickly? Very smart. Like if I had to choose a word to describe her, I would say it's intuitive. She just, she picks up on people's emotions and she just picks up on people's moods. And I find that she just goes with whatever mode we're in. So if we're in go-go mode with children and they want to play outside, then she'll go with that. But if we are wanting to rest or and have a quiet time, then she'll pick up on that and just go with it. But she's also very cheeky and mischievous, <laughs> very clever, very smart. Aww. But also very loving, very kind. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. What a wonderful mix. I have to ask because I love dogs that are a little bit mischievous. What does she do? Yeah, very cheeky. She definitely loves food. So she will do anything to get to food. So we (laughs) often find her on the the kitchen table and we've tried to make sure that the chairs are pushed in. So she will definitely steal food. She can get up on the kitchen bench. Uh, she loves dragging things out of her doggy door. Sometimes they're little teddies off my daughter's bed (laughs) or one. I have a funny story actually, because she's obsessed with food. She will jump on the table to get food if she can. And this one time we found her and she was walking around with a fork attached to her collar. We couldn't work out how on earth she had a fork attached to her collar, but obviously jumped onto the table stolen food and somehow the magnet from the doggy door had attached to her collar which had then attached to the fork so got caught red-handed and tried to look at us as if to say what me I haven't done anything that is adorable I wish you had that on video I bet you do too because that's just so that's so great I have I've got a little photo I did take a photo I think I've posted it on my Instagram because at the time it was just hilarious it was actually scrambled eggs she'd stolen but <laughs> she'll look at you as if to deny it but she, you know that that she's been cheeky yeah what what so, human foods does she really go for then like what is it like scrambled eggs is that a huge favorite of hers she, well she honestly this dog will eat anything I know when oh, we no. got a poodle we were told oh they can be fussy eaters but this dog will eat anything <laughs> absolutely anything <laughs> anything that's it. edible oh it's so cute crayons crayons is another favorite that she will go for oh, the crayola no. crayons oh my yes goodness. and then we have and then it's, that's always fun cleaning up the dog's poo with multicolored oh, no. poo the next day oh, <laughs> what ways does she bring your family joy well it's just I think her nature she's just so kind and loving Um, I have two daughters. One is nearly 14 and the other one is five. So they're at different stages in their lives. And I find that she, she's so intuitive and she will often just sit with my older daughter when she's studying quietly, but then she will run around and play and get very playful with my younger daughter. And she's just so loyal and she just wants to come everywhere with us. So I guess (laughs) it brings joy in just the little personality that she is. So she always wants to come everywhere and anywhere with us. And it could just be school drop-offs or anywhere. She'll hop in the car herself. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Wants to come with us anywhere. I guess because she's pocket-sized, she's quite easy to bring everywhere. Mm. But she just is is a little member of the family. Yeah. 
What would you say that your dog has tied you either lately or, you know, in the past? Well, that's a really good question because I think she's taught me a lot. And I think that she's taught my daughters the same and even different things. And I think that obviously the biggest thing she's taught us is unconditional love, which I think dogs oh, teach. They're so good. Teach yeah. us. Yep. They are really the epitome of virtues that I think we all should aim for. I think that they are very forgiving. She, so I, she's definitely taught me forgiveness. True, yes. Uh, and just little things I find that even with, with the girls, they will accidentally step on her tail or accidentally hurt her and she might yelp and straight away she's so forgiving and she'll come straight up to them as though she's done something wrong. Uh-huh. I just yeah. think, I just think that that bond and teaching them to be kind and forgiving is really important. Absolutely. I think also to appreciate diversity. Mm-hmm. I think that, as we know, dogs come in all different sizes, different colours, different breeds, different personalities. And I think even if you purchase a puppy in a particular breed looking for certain characteristics, as you know, in a litter of puppies, I think they already come with their own little diversity and their quirkiness and their own individuality. And I think that it teaches us to appreciate that and also in ourselves to understand that we all have our strengths and weaknesses and we are unique. True. So I think she's taught me that as well. Kindness, I think, which is probably the most important virtue that we can all have especially yes. in today's world, and a very important virtue to teach our children. I think she's definitely taught me kindness. She's just so kind and loving and caring, just such a kind little soul. Uh-huh. And apart from that, I guess it's really all the virtues of loyalty, patience, um, responsibility, um, and even things like determination just watching them the puppies you grow up and learn things and keep trying and not giving up to do things very true for example it took her quite a while to get up onto that table to steal food and now she's (laughs) achieved that (laughs) she's an expert (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) so I think you know she's taught me a lot of things and my girls and I think that that's why dogs are such special creatures because they really have so much so much to teach us, so much that we can learn from. Yeah, yeah, so true. I feel that way. And clearly you do feel that way because you've literally taken lessons and put them into your books that you've written. And so you know me, I have to talk about the aqua dogs. So can you share with us what, where did that inspiration <laughs> come from? It's adorable. Maybe give us a little snippet of, um, you know, like a summary of it if you don't mind as well. <laughs> Yeah, so Aquadog is about a border collie, a cheeky border collie that lives on a farm and he loves to swim. So the farmer gets angry because the farmer wants wants him to be herding the sheep when really all he wants to do is swim in the dam all the time. So I guess this story I was inspired to write because I think it displays how we need to appreciate uniqueness and the story to follow your passions yeah so I guess this story is close to my heart because I was a swimmer growing up so Uh I guess this character Aqua is probably a metaphor of of me in some ways oh interesting because I always love to swim yeah yeah so I just find that using dogs 
as characters in my stories is a really easy way for children to relate to because it doesn't have to be a particular girl or boy in the story. They relate to it because they can relate to dogs so well, I think. so. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's probably the favourite story I've written, actually, Aquadog. So it's set on a farm here in Western Australia, the story, because border collies are used a lot here as sheepdogs or farm dogs, uh, along with uh, blue healers. Right. So, and I've always loved border collies. And I know that you have one yourself. I just find they're very, very intelligent, very loyal, and very intuitive also. Yes, very. You did a book about Gus, and that was very interesting. That's an actual dog at a local yes. you know, place. So tell yes. us about that. Yeah. So this was a really special project to be a part of. So Ronald McDonald House Charities here in Perth. They have a dog called Gus. He's a black Labrador and he is absolutely adorable. And during the day he lives in the house. So his mum actually works for Ronald McDonald House Charities. So Gus comes to work with her every day and he's a part of the house. And they they asked me to write a book about him that they could sell where all proceeds go to the charity so it was just such a wonderful project to be a part of because Gus is another very kind soul very calm and the presence he brings to that house is unbelievable to see these sick children who are staying for months on end away from their home just to be close to the hospital they miss their home and a lot of them have pets such as dogs at home that they miss. And I think having Gus in the house brings that sense of home and safety and calmness and just to see their faces light up when Gus is near, it's just unbelievable the impact that he has on the children and their family. So it was just a wonderful project to actually be a part of and to write a story about him. It just goes through his day what he does from start to finish and I guess I love the ending of the story where it it really talks about his role as being the director of hugs and pats for Ronald McDonald House but really Uh, it's from Gus's point of view but he says that his job is just to make the house a home. Well do you know it's a funny thing because Gus was actually training to be a guide dog but Unfortunately, well, really fortunately for Ronald McDonald House, he, he didn't do too well as, as a guide dog puppy because he loved children and people so much. He was oh. obviously wanting to be around people and children. So he then obviously became a bit of a therapy dog and was able to find his role in the Ronald McDonald House to be around children and family. So I guess it's a little bit like people that's trying to find their passion and and what they like and enjoy and and each dog is different aren't they so it's really finding what they're good at and and what they enjoy that is great yeah I love that you said that because it's so true Uh, well I've got two other books one's vegetarian poloni and that's about a farm dog that saves the day because he discovers what the pigs are being farmed for and they set about on the farm to create a vegetarian poloni so (laughs) Um, and then I also have another book called Luna Lucy, which has a little dash hound in it, actually. Cute. Um, my parents used to have dash hounds before I was born. They 
at Dutch Hounds. So they're another breed of dog that we were familiar with. So yes. all of my stories have a dog character in them. Yeah. Because I just love so dogs, love writing about them. <laughs> As a writer, my love for dogs uh, can be seen through my writing and I would love children to read those stories and, and develop a love for dogs as well, just like I do. I think they're wonderful creatures and I think that we have so much to learn from them and I think that children especially can learn so much from these animals. True. Too true. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, I was going through your Instagram and I saw that you, did you get to talk to the Fergie? I mean, did you get to talk to her? That is unbelievable. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah, so I read, I read the Luna Lucy story and that's been posted, yeah, on Fergie's channel. So that was quite exciting. Yes, very. So, oh my goodness. That's yeah. amazing. So that's what it yeah. is. So you get to read because, your own story and share it with her, yeah, the so people. She, yeah, she has a channel, Fergie and Friends Storytime, where she reads stories herself or she gets authors to read stories and then she posts them on her channel, which is really exciting. Yeah. That is. That's awesome. I couldn't believe that. I was just going through your Instagram. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a, the Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> so fun. Yes, so congratulations. That's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. Royalty. Yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> That's great that she found your book. Are you? Did you ask her how she found your book? Did you get to ask that or anybody tell you? No, I think, I think really uh, they, she looks for books herself and she has people that looks for them as well. Yeah, online and then there are lots of authors that I suppose want to get their books out there so are very happy to volunteer their time to read true. and get their true. story out there. Yeah, so. true. And are you working on a book? I have to ask that, right, because you're an author. Are you working any, on any books currently? I am. I've actually got a sequel to Aquadog, Aquadog oh. 2, called Aquadog Flame. So I'm working on that at the moment. It's about a fire that comes through the farm. So that's keeping me very busy at the moment. I've also got a sequel to Luna Lucy called Luna Lucy and the Planets. So oh. the dog called Neptune, which is the Dash Hound, makes an appearance on every page in that story also. This has been so fun talking to you. I just love authors and anybody that works with children. Of course, I like that to talk to those folks. And then, of course, the fact overall, because this is about dogs, dogs are our best friends and you just like, you live it. You have a dog in your life. You'd write about dogs. So how fun is it to talk to you and, and listen to your stories and, and learn about you and your books? Thank you so much for being here. This is wonderful. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love listening to your podcast. I love dogs and I hope that people can read my stories and love dogs also. Remember to enter the drawing with the screenshot of episode 26, which is this episode today, of Lisa and her stories. And all you have to do is then tag me on Instagram or Facebook. And that's it. You'll be entered into the drawing. Hopefully I won't make you mad at me, but you know, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. So either for Christmas or birthdays or Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating, it could be a great gift. I wish you peace and love and hug that pup. They deserve it, and so do you. I'll see you next Monday with another great story.